you wonder what happened in sports today, Brandon Petrilli, he got the wave. We talking a lot with bros today. Cracking some jokes in the podcast way. Goals on goals. Where homers on homers. Tutties on tutties. Got moments on moments. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into Petrilli. Hello and welcome, everybody. I am Brendan Petrilli. This is the BSP Podcast. And I'm sorry, everybody, uh, I haven't been uploading that much lately because I've been doing a lot of work with the radio station at my college. That is 88.9 WQSU, The Pulse, the head of the sports department there. I know I posted one of our podcast episodes, my last post, and that's going to be another one here because I thought it was a very cool interview. I, I hope you guys are interested in it, where I interviewed ex-New uh, York Giant fullback Henry Hynoski, who is now the head coach at Shemokin, um, at the Shemokin High School. And he's the head coach of the football team there. We had a very nice conversation. It was short, but it was very awesome. A lot of great things. Talked shop about Eagles Giants. Had some fun with that. Talked about his coaching experience why he wanted to come back to the area where he's from and coach and talk about how they've had a lot of success this year. So I hope you guys all enjoy and enjoy our conversation. Uh, I'm going to start popping out a lot more on the WQSU podcast. So if you want to go follow that too, that'd be awesome. A lot more content greatly appreciated, but thanks everybody for listening. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. Okay. I'm here with the head coach of Shemokin. High school's high school football team, Henry Hynoski. How are you, Coach? I'm doing wonderful, Brandon. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah, this year you guys have had an absolutely unprecedented year, right? You come in, nobody was really sure whether we were going to have any games or not, either high school, college, whatever. But you guys have been able to start off really strong to start this year at 4-2. and two. Well, what are some of the things with practices um, and preparation for games this year that's been able to help? Uh, geez, you know, it's uh, it's really, it was interesting right from the start just because we weren't able to have uh, summer workouts or, you know, normally we would start as soon as uh, fall sports end, that got put on hold. So we really were just able to start workouts only a couple weeks before training camp. Um, so it was just, um, you know, we, everything just kind of got pushed back with our installations and with offense and, and defensive installations, special teams. So we really just kind of had to go into training camp, starting at, at, uh, heck, at you know right off the, right off the ground there, in training camp. So every week, um, it, w- it was about not necessarily um, expanding your playbook, but perfecting what was in your playbook because you didn't have all that work over the summer. So it was just a lot of uh, uh, reiteration of uh, everything that. Um, we do on, in our offensive and defensive schemes on a, on a weekly basis. So once our guys got that down, we were able to expand a little bit um, each and every week, um, but certainly uh, not as much as we would like, but, you know, not rushing it um, and just focusing on uh, our basic uh, approach. Um, we were able to just paying off dividends right now. Yeah, it looks like it. As far on the offensive side of the ball, I was looking at it, it looks like you guys are averaging just over 30 points a game this year. Do you think that's just being able to get more comfortable? Offense is a little able to adjust a little more than the, on the defensive side of the ball this year? Yeah, we're playing pretty solid on both sides. Um, 
you know, first game against Jersey Shore. That's a tough game to open up with. Yeah. Uh, we yep. lost that one. Um, but I mean, overall, we're playing pretty, pretty smart, pretty well balanced football. Um, you know, normally in a situation like this, defense usually um, usually wins out and usually better on defense than you are on offense. But I would say we're pretty well equal on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. And that just uh, boils back down to sticking to the basics and not getting too far ahead of ourselves on a, on a weekly basis. Yeah, you definitely saw that this past weekend when you guys took down Milton 56-14. to What was it in that game that kind of was able to get both sides of the football clicking? Um, honestly, we've been we've been having you know a lot of success um, on both sides of the ball throughout the entire year, minus yeah. minus a couple setbacks. Um, offensively, we just have you know unbelievable playmakers. Uh, we have a couple of receivers uh, that are extremely explosive and dynamic. Uh, sophomore quarterback who's just lighting it up right now. And they, uh, you know, some real good athletes at the running back position. So we're real hard to key on from, uh, you know, a defensive perspective because we have so many options that we can get the ball to. Um, you know, defensively, we've been we've been pretty good too. Um, we gave up a, we, the first play of the game. We gave up a big play, but other than that, we were pretty much lights out. We made a made an adjustment quickly, and uh, were able to recognize where the weakness was that they were attacking, and then uh, it was, um, you know, pretty much controlled from there on out. Yeah, definitely for sure. Now you're moving into this next week. You got Friday night against Sealands Grove. You guys played them earlier in the season. You were able to get uh, pull out a sixteen to nothing win. What are some of the things? Are you going to take away from that game earlier in the year, or are you going to just you know new slate, prepare for this upcoming week? What are, What are some of the takeaways uh, coming into this Friday night game? Um, well, last time we played them, it was a fantastic effort on defense and on special teams, and it doesn't show offensively, but we moved the ball. Um, you know, pretty well up and down the field from an offensive standpoint that game. The score doesn't show that. Um, we shot ourselves in the foot a few times with uh, with penalties in that game. We were deep in their territory, ready to score on two or three more occasions, and uh, penalties pushed us back. So in all reality, we should have had uh, three more touchdowns on the board. So, um, you know, really just got to focus on the fine details, um, you know, just, um, you know, f- fixing our uh, assignments offensively, um, and just you know, a couple small areas, and uh, just focusing on uh, staying penalty free because they, they really hurt us last time. So talking about a little bit about rivalries in high school football, I'm from the Philadelphia area, so I'm not too. I'm starting to get a better grasp of this Central PA high school football, which is just absolutely fantastic energy out here. But to go off of that rivalry a little bit. You were in the NFL for four years with one of the Eagles' biggest rivals, and that is the New York Football Giants, and they're coming yeah. up against each other this Thursday night. I just wanted to get your little outlook here. What do you think might happen in the NFC East and in this game on Thursday night? Oh, geez. You know, the NFC East, uh, that it's amazing where it is right now because that used to be the toughest division in all of football. And, and you played uh, in, like, the peak of it. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a, normally a real competitive division. The last few years, it's been it's been trending downward. Um, I never thought that a team that that has uh, my beloved Giants one win and five losses are still in the mix of the yeah. NFC East title. Um, so 
So, um, you know, everybody knows the Eagles are having their struggles too. So I think uh, this will be a big, big swing game um, for uh, positioning in the NFC East, especially with everything being in, up in the air with Dallas, with uh, Prescott being out. Um, you know, this game could really mean a lot uh, moving forward and how things transpire. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's at this rate, it looks like the winner of the NFC East might not even have a winning record. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, hopefully they turn around and get back to being the respectable division that they uh, that they uh, once were. I, I definitely think so. It's just getting the young guys in the division on, like the Giants and the Redskins, starting to click, and then the Eagles and Dallas just need to stay healthy. I think. Which right, is, absolutely. Which is, and you know, there's there's transitions every year. Football, you know, it, it comes full circle. Uh, you know, with with teams after you know a couple of years. Um, so I think I think we're going to see a, a different trend moving forward um, in the NFCs, and hopefully, especially with my uh, with my Giants. Yeah, maybe not this weekend though. <laughs> but anyway, let's get back to a little bit of the local area. You're from Elysburg, right? Yes. Uh, and then you went to Southern Columbia, is that correct? You played all four correct. years? Yeah, it looked yep, like yep. you were one of the high school greats there. Four straight t- state titles there, 7,000 rushing yards, 113 touchdowns. Was that one of the reasons when you were hung up the hung up the cleats in the NFL to come back to the area and coach? Yeah, I, I just always, I just loved my area um, where I grew up. Um it's just such a wonderful, wonderful place to live. The people are amazing. The community's amazing. The school districts are awesome. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed my time in the city, but I'm definitely not a city boy. I'm a country boy at heart. Yeah. Um, I worked for the New York Giants after I was done playing. I was in uh, pro personnel and scouting and, and all that stuff. But I, I, I had opportunities to stay with the uh, organization, but I just wanted to move home. I was married, um, had our first child, and I just wanted to raise my family um, in this area that, that I grew up in because it served, served me well and it served uh, my family well, you know, over our entire lives. Yeah, no, that's definitely an awesome thing because me being from the Philadelphia area in the city, coming out here, I really wasn't sure, but now that I'm a senior in my fourth year, I've really taken to this area so much and it has so much to offer and it has so much great high school football to offer and I was I'm very thankful that you were able to sit down have a nice conversation with me here uh coach thank you so much oh my pleasure thank you and you know um you know just glad to uh glad to be a part of this area and glad to uh you know be uh helping out uh young athletes and and uh getting them on the right path in life yeah, it's absolutely awesome. As we're moving forward here with WQSU, the sports talk station, we hope to reach out to a lot of other high school football teams in the area. So everybody feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook, or or you can email me at uh, P-E-T-R-I-L-L-I at S-U-S-Q-U dot E-D-U. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to another episode of the SU Sideline Talk. And thank you again, Coach Hynoski. Thank you, Brendan. I appreciate it.